are you guys doing for follow-up right now? Guest follow-up is kind of a thing now that everything's online. Well, guest follow-up's always been a thing. It just looks a little bit different now that you can't have, you know, a new guest tour of your building or have coffee with someone right? or a new member class. It just, it looks really different for everyone. Yeah, because we may not even know who is the guest now online, unless you've got a online form that you're dropping in your live stream comments or talking about on your, on your service stream. It's, it's, it's on like your service stream, your service stream, your worship service stream, your stream your service services. stream on the streams of your service and the streams yes. of life of your service. It's it, it, unless you're talking about it there, uh, which I think we've kind of gotten most, most churches probably know to do something like that. Um, yeah. at least putting, putting a link to some form or something in your, in your comments that takes them to a web page that they can, I don't know, fill out a guest connection card, something like that. Yeah. Some way to capture information, especially with, you know, since we aren't able to see the new people, they're all just, you know, anonymous usernames Yeah. usually, or they're just dropping in. Ryan Wakefield said something on Instagram that I thought was really good. And I, I have like requoted it 17,000 times since yesterday. That's a lot. Um, but something about how a relationship starts with contact information. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't go on a journey with someone that you can't contact. Yeah. And so you That's have good. to have a strategy to be able to capture either their phone number or their email or both and not just their username. Yeah. And and Facebook and you I don't know how YouTube live data is. I'm not su- I'm not super versed on YouTube. But the um the live data for YouTube live and Facebook live from what I hear on YouTube, definitely have seen on Facebook. Um, it's not super specific. It's, it's kind of difficult to read. And a lot of people are trying to figure out how to judge attendance, how to um, get this information so they can follow up with people. And truthfully, it's kind of like, here's the new day that we've kind of been in, in the digital world for a while. You can't follow up with anyone unless they want you to. And, right. and, and in the previous in person, you fill out this card because they're registering their kids to be in the kids service and they don't ever actually give you permission to contact them. We just kind of do it because mm-hmm. um, we have the info. And now it's like we have to get consent before we contact instead of just contacting them and then they can opt out. And that's really the difference in email marketing, too, with Europe and America, like the GDPR law that went into place for Europe is basically like you have to get their consent before you email them. And here we just get their information and then email them and then we, they can opt out. I've gotten several emails I didn't want in the last couple of days. Somebody got my info and started selling it. I don't know where it came from, but it's kind of the same thing with guest follow-up now with digital world. It's a very different way of looking at it. So if there's definitely ways, there's definitely ways to encourage that, to encourage people to give you their information, to follow up with them. And, and if you don't have something like that, I think that's, it's a good time to set it up and, and make sure you're at least, you've at least got a form on your website that, um, get your webmaster to just drop a form there. Or, um, you could even ask people to PM it to the pastor or a person in the, in the group, if you don't have that yet and say, just private message your name, phone number, and email to us, and we can contact you. We love to, to catch up or something. Probably no one will do that, but I mean, let's, at least you're offering. Um, 
but I, I think putting a form on your website and dropping a link it's like if you're new here we'd love to know who you are kind of thing but that aside once you do that how do you follow up Right? That's, that's a great question. That's like a I, whole I, thing. I think I need to know more about that. <laughs> well, it's you're in luck, Megan. Today's guest. you're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, but it's 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 a question, you know, like because that looks different now. Some churches are still doing the phone call, the uh, you know, or the I mean, sorry, not the phone call. Yes, the phone call, but like visits and asking them out for coffee, and and that's really good stuff. I mean, ask somebody to go to coffee. That's really great. Um, but we just really can't do that right now. So right. what are, and even before sometimes I think we kind of had a limited follow-up system where we just basically send a form letter or an email and then might get a phone call or you might just do one of those and that was it. And I think we all know that it takes a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to, you have to have a few more points of contact nowadays anyway, to really get to know someone or really make them feel comfortable before you really get a response. Yeah. We need to move. We need to move more towards a personalized response. Yeah. Yeah. And when, it, feel, when it feels it's like a, it's general, it almost doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count if it's not personalized. I don't know. I mean, I just think it's more meaningful if it's personalized. And I think yeah. um, it goes a lot farther and, people are going to respond to it better. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's just going to get deleted. Like, yeah, it, it feels like spam. And maybe that's what I mean. It's that it, it gets noticed and it doesn't yeah. get noticed if it's not personalized. It gets, it's like, Oh cool. They sent the automatic thing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. if it feels more personal, so making digital response and making follow-up personal is a really tough, tough task. And, and that's really why, I wanted to bring our guest on today. She's a great friend of mine, great friend of yours. Uh, Jeanette Yates has um, experience in guest follow-up. She's been a church communicator. And um, we actually recorded this episode a while back, this interview, and then coronavirus hit. And then, you know, we were like, oh, let's change everything. But this still really applies because she works for a company called Text in Church. And Text in Church is a full-on automated and not automated guide system that's what i call it for follow-up and just mm-hmm. works really well for this digital age so um you, you've you've experienced with texan church right yeah i mean they've been around for a long time mm-hmm. long time relatively speaking but yeah. i mean they've been doing this way before the, the pandemic hit and they just have a really effective process like a yeah. a, a tried true tested process for guest follow-up and member follow-up yeah that kind of takes some of that mental energy out and allows you to just think through how do I personalize this and how do I make this meaningful? And you don't have to, you don't have to think through the schedule or the calendar or the planning or making, remembering that you have to do all of these things with each person. Yeah. They integrate that for you. It's just, it makes so much sense. It's really, it's a really, really great yeah. it's, company. They're great humans too. Mm-hmm. That always helps. They're just really great humans. It's, it's digital, but it's also personal and mm-hmm. it holds your hand through the whole process. So you don't feel like you're constantly trying to go, what, what have we done? What have we not? Um, and like you said, great people, great customer service, um, very affordable. And it, to, to be honest, it's something that if you started it now with them, it would carry on past 
when we go back to quote normal um, and would really be beneficial. So I'm going to, let's get to this interview with Jeanette and it's uh it's just a really great talk to, to understand what their service really does and how it works to serve churches. And man, I hope you'll hear what I heard is just the heart behind what they do. Super, super helpful and very ministry minded. So um, there'll be an affiliate link in those show notes to go and try text and church where I give you, uh, I think it's 500 free messages to start. Um, which is crazy. And, um, that way you can kind of test the water to see if you like it and, uh, and get going with them. But this conversation with Jeanette Yates is, uh, a really timely, timely thing, even though it was recorded like months ago. Um, this is still all super relevant to what's going on right now. So here's Jeanette. Hey everybody, my guest today is Jeanette Yates. She's the communications manager or the assistant to the communications manager at Text and Church. And Jeanette's been a communication director for several years, hosts the Two Church Girls in a Microphone podcast, uh, hashtag Church Girl Nation. And Woo! if you know her, then she has probably just did that. Just She's probably cheered you on and encouraged you at some point in your life. Please welcome Jeanette Yates. How's it going? It is going great. Thank you for having me, Seth. I'm oh, excited. My pleasure. My pleasure. We've been needing to do this again. We recorded a podcast a while back and something happened with the audio. We said, let's do this again. And we never did. And I'm so sorry. So now we're doing that again. We're getting it, finally getting it back. And we're, I'm excited about this. Yes. Yes. Let's bring it back. Bringing it on back. Okay. So <laughs> you've been through a little bit of a journey in the last couple of years, uh, going from, I think, were you volunteer church communications and then on staff and then, uh, moved into Texas and church kind of tell us in a short little quick summary, what you've been up to. Okay. So, you know, before I started in church communications, I taught Pilates. Okay. And then <laughs> I like to call those pilots. Yes. So does everybody else, including all dads and pastors. I made that joke first. I just want to say the originator of that <laughs> um, dad So joke. I did that. And then I filled in for a friend um, who was the communications director. So I was working part-time for her. It was supposed to be temporary, turned into to permanent. Um, and then that is when I came across um, as the church communications director and learning new things, came across text and church as a resource mm-hmm. um, for my church to use for guest follow-up. And it was through my experience with their um, customer service team. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, just how well uh, it uh, worked for our guest follow-up that I just became basically like <laughs> a fangirl. Yeah. And um, as Seth you know, as you indicated, I am a little bit of a cheerleader wannabe, like encouragement and just shouting people out is my love language. And so <laughs> I, yeah, I think true. I did that so much that Texan church, finally, the people over there, um, just said, you know, we, we have a few things we think you could do. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> and I, you, and that's how it, it all started. I, I remember you doing that. And that's what turned me on to Texan church as well is like, what is this? I knew Tyler a little bit, but it's like, wow, this is really working. So I got, you, you would, you would post on Instagram or whatever, like, Hey, we're doing this thing with Texas church and it's working really well. And, and so it, you, you became a really strong, what we call in the biz, a brand ambassador for Texas and church before they ever paid you any money and right. then went on to work with them and be able to, you know, you know, do what you do now with them. 
what was it, what is it about the team dynamic there that made you just want to not only the product, just share it with everybody before you even worked with them, but what, what is it you love about that place? Okay. So I'm going to try to make this short, but <laughs> and this is really true. And I sometimes get a little vaclimped when I discuss it, but part, <laughs> you know, text in churches, uh, goal is to help churches help their members and guests feel known, noticed and loved. And as a customer of text and church, I was feeling like I was known, noticed and loved as a, as a customer, as a client, as a mm-hmm. member, um, as someone who used their product what I have discovered since becoming an employee is that's not a, that's not a tagline. Yeah. That is the way they treat each other as a team. And that is something that we constantly circle back to. How can we help our members feel known, noticed and loved? How can we help them help their churches and church community feel known, noticed and loved? And just, you know, their, their, um, drive towards excellence for that, as well as care for the people who work with and for them is just, it's amazing. It's a blessing to be able to work there. It seems to be part of the DNA, the culture of what they do and and the things that they make, uh, that you make and how you treat your customers, of course, but like just into the products, it's like, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but it really does integrate that into what your product does and how it does it. And, uh, it's really, really cool. So today I I asked Jeanette guys to come in and, and talk to us, not just about Texan church, because it is the tool that really does what we're going to talk about well. But, um, I wanted to talk to her about guest experience because Jeanette's been through a lot of different iterations of what a guest experience looks like on her own now with a, a great tool that helps her do that. And, you know, all of us have to figure out how to follow up with guests when they show up. Of course, we all talk about how to get them there. We got ads and websites and all this great plan your visits, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff going on. But uh, once they show up, what is it that you can do to connect them and keep them engaged with digital tools and, and other tools too, we're going to learn. So you guys, you have a good system. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say this right off the bat. You have a good system, but the typical system that I've seen, let me just kind of lay this out. You tell me what's different. Um, Guest shows up, they fill out a connect card, may might drop it in the offering bucket or at the back. And then Monday or Tuesday, we get the cards, you, you put them in a database and opt them into your email newsletter, even though they didn't ask you to. And then you might send either a, a form letter in the mail with, or even a handwritten note in the mail. Uh, and they might get an email from one of the department heads. And then from there, there might be a phone call later in the week, but usually I would say probably not, but there mm-hmm. might be. Um, after that, I don't know that much else happens, right? Well, you know, here's one of the things about guest, guest follow-up. And really, to your point, guest experience starts way before they're sitting in the pew yes. um, and all Absolutely. of that stuff. And so part of what you know, is important to consider. And even though we're, you know, at Texan Church, we're all about the follow-up process, which we're going to dive into here in a second. You know, it's important to also consider, you know, making sure that by the time they've gotten there, (laughs) they're not exhausted and kind of 
annoyed. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) keeping, keeping things in mind about signage and welcome center and having that plan a visit on your website, Mm -hmm. um, being able to reach out to them ahead of time, um, to clarify any questions or concerns they might have, things like that. But, um, you know, you, you outlined actually, you know, what's interesting about what you, uh, just outlined this, you know, potential guest follow-up situation Mm -hmm. is that's even more detailed than what a lot of churches have. Yeah, I I agree. I was going to say, um, that if that's your system, you're probably going, we're doing great. Yeah. And and that's better than nothing. Right. It's a system. Well, first of all, you know, which a lot of churches don't really have a system. And so, you know, that's one thing now, you know, one of the things about text and church, uh, that would be different because that was your question. What's different about Mm -hmm. text and church is we, um, over, you know, over the course of the last six years, um, we have developed, the team has developed a system that has been tested by thousands of churches and is utilized by thousands of churches. And we've kind of tried or not kind of, we have solved problems that churches face. And some of these are, um, you know, inconsistency. So you said we get the paper connect card, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. if it's not lost, if they fill one out, maybe it maybe gets added into the system with no typos. Uh, yeah, manually. And then yeah, manually. And then we have maybe one or two of the things that you mentioned, a handwritten note, an email, yeah. um, a phone call. So, you know, there's inconsistent follow-up. There's irrelevant content or methods of follow-up. So you might be um, sending somebody a letter in the mail who like literally never checks their mail. You, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you and, might be um, calling someone that doesn't ever answer their phone, like me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, things like that. My so phone just that, my phone just rang, by the way, and I just threw it to the side. I was like, "Who's calling me?" I don't know. Who well, crazy people are calling me. And listen, we're going to talk a little bit about phone calls and and why it's you know, it's built into what we do too, but mm-hmm. you know, there's this inconsistency in actually following up because stuff happens. Yeah. Um, pastors are busy and though they want to do, you know, a lot of pastors I work with, I speak with churches every single week that are using text and church. And a lot of times it's just one person trying to do all this stuff. And on a good week, they have time to write the handwritten note or make the phone call. But yeah. then there's the week that three people are in the hospital and your car breaks down and all these things happen and you don't get to do that. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a consistent system, then that, you know, that falls through the back. You're going to miss all that. Right. And then there's these irrelevant communications and and methods of communication. And then there's just insufficient. It's not long enough. Uh, One of the things that Tyler uh, talks to us about is you know, cause a lot of people are sick. We, are, we have a six week guest follow-up system. Yeah. I was going to ask you like, how long that takes six weeks. But you know, one of the things that we try to keep in mind, um, it, well, first of all, you know, you can, you can customize the template, you know, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. And it's not like <laughs> you're reaching out every day either. It's, it's right. a scheduled, varied Ways right. of and we're going to talk a little bit about that too, but you know, this idea of like, you're trying to, you know, we're changing habits here. Mm-hmm. So one email that said, or one text or one, you know, phone call that says, join us next Sunday, isn't going to cut it because even your members don't come every Sunday. Right. 
That's true. <laughs> what's the what's the latest ratio on that? It's I think last I heard was twice a month. I think it's actually a little less than twice a month. Right. You attend right. a, an actual service. Right. And then and then if you actually poll your audience, you'll you'll see like if you do online services or small groups and you go how many times did you come to church? They go, we came every week. But what they did is they came to church twice right. and then they went to a small group one week that they didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. And then they watched online one service once one weekend and they're like, we came all four. And we're like, yeah, did you know that like that's did you a, sign the pew pad though? Cause that's all that matters. Right. Did you sign the pew pad? The, the what? The pew pad. What's a pew pad? Yeah. Y'all don't have pew pads. I, we, we don't actually at my church, but one of my, one of the churches that I have served where I've served no. has pew pads what and people sign up. Now, not members don't always sign, but like, you, you mean it's like a pad of paper at the pew that you actually sign when yeah, you sit down, you pass it down. Mm-hmm. Friendship registry. People call it sometimes. No way. I've never heard yeah. of this. That's phenomenal. I'm gonna take it, I'll take a picture of one. It's in a yeah. Like, I've never heard of that. I'm co- yeah. I come from the Baptist world. We, we count people that aren't yeah. even there. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, like this is a Baptist thing. I'm, count, I'm just shocked. We count dead okay. people as attenders and all kinds of stuff. Let's rein it in. Okay, let's rein it. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about so so the the system that's been developed uh, th- through the team at Texan Church tries. I did it again. Combats <laughs> all of these um, mistakes or uh, missteps that churches make, and so. One of the things that Texan Church does really well is the digital connection card. And this is mm-hmm. a text a keyword and digital connection card feature. So your guest doesn't have to fill out a digital or fill out a paper connect card. They can text a keyword and get a connect card sent to their phone yeah. uh, so they can fill it out there. And unlike another thing I tell, I talk to people all the time when they come for our uh, member lunch and learns is, um, you know, it's a little bit shorter, the digital connection cards than your typical connection card, but we're just trying to start the conversation. There's a lot of questions that we might want to ask. Do you have kids? How many, how, you know, do you want to be baptized? All these things. We might want to ask all these questions, but we don't have to ask them all in the digital connection card. That's just the start of the conversation. Let's just get the information we need. And then we can follow up in other ways. And that's where we come to the second thing that Text and Church does to help combat those issues is to have the our six-week guest follow-up automated workflow. And so now we're going to yeah, talk that's, a little bit. And that's <laughs> fascinating, too. And I've seen the back end of that workflow and how that kind of works. You've shown in our, my Facebook group, you actually came in recently and demoed some of this stuff for us. So you can join Seminary of Hard Knocks Facebook group and go check that out. It's one of the videos where Jeanette lays all this out really clear and you can actually see it instead of just listening to it like right now. Um, but uh, it it's it's really fascinating how spread out everything is, how many different avenues of communication you guys utilize. Because it's not just emails and text, it's phone calls, written notes, uh, mail pieces, just kind of whatever you want to do. It's an automated plus not automated system that well, allows you sy- to connect. So this, what I try to explain to people is, because a lot of people come with this concern that an automated system for follow-up is counterintuitive to what they want. They want Mm -hmm. to have more connection. And again, as a Texan church, you know, member of the Texan church team, I want you to connect with your guests and help them feel known, noticed, and loved. And so Mm -hmm. 
this workflow doesn't step in and take over for you. It actually steps in and facilitates those personal connections. So mm-hmm. like I was talking about a few minutes ago with that pastor, or, you know, who's the one person doing everything that week that he has three people in the hospital that he has to go visit his car breaks down and he's too busy to make that phone call and write that handwritten note. The automated workflow is going to send out text and email, you know, a text and an email that you've already sent that you've already set up. And what I mean by that is in our six week automated workflow, yes, we have it, you know, it has text one, number one goes out this time. Text number two goes out this day. Email number one goes out on this day. Email number two goes out on this day. But those are just templates. Mm-hmm. You are going to go in there as the pastor, as the, as the connections, pastor leader, you're going to go in there and personalize every email, every text that goes out to your guest. And so it's going to sound like it's coming from you because it is coming from you. So it's not a generic, you know, where they don't know who it came from because mm-hmm. it sounds so generic. They can't figure it out. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then the, the next part of it is in addition to those texts and emails that are customizable, there's also reminder messages. And this is, I think, the key to the automated workflow. In addition to automatically setting up those texts and emails to go out, you're going to automatically send those reminder messages. And maybe, honestly, we get it. (laughs) Maybe all those reminders are coming to you or your spouse or your children, (laughs) because that's your team of people. Yeah, Um, I get that. But you're going to get an email reminder message that you've also set up as part of this workflow that reminds you, Hey, um, this person visited, we've already sent, you know, we've already sent the text out welcoming them. We've already sent that welcome email, but here's their phone number to follow up with a phone call. If you could do that phone call. So if you had a team that, that message could go to that team member, um, that volunteer, Mm -hmm. that staff member, or, like I said, maybe it comes to you, but at least you get a reminder in your inbox to do that on Tuesday or yeah. Wednesday or whenever you and set that up. And you can, you can select like each one of those along in, in the workflow, like this phone call, send that to the pastor first. You know, like if you're a smaller church, right. then you your pastor, you probably want to make those phone calls. You know, hey, so glad you joined us. You know, this kind of, this, that kind of thing. So maybe you get that first reminder, but then the second reminder goes to a department lead or, or, you know, small groups, pastor, something like that. So they can connect as well and you can set that stuff up. So it's not always you. And I, I like that feature as well so that you're getting more people on your staff, more of your volunteers even involved in connecting with your people that show up. Um, that's really awesome. That's really cool. Um, talk to us a little bit more about that, that workflow. So you've got all these different things happening. We talked about how they're personalized. Um, what kind of like success rate do you see with this? I mean, it's, it's, it's a long process. Do people get burned out on it? Do you hear feedback about that? Or do you, you hear like people really love that? Are you talking about the length of it? Yeah, like how long it takes to go through the whole deal? I mean, what's what's kind of the, I guess, quote, success rate on, you know, getting people connected and and following up? Well, I think, you know, for each church, there is the idea, like you have to do it well and you have to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Like this system isn't going to save something if you don't, if you don't already have a a follow-up process you can't just send, start sending these emails and texts out and it'll just solve everything. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you, you still, 
Yes. And we, you know, you want to have this idea of like, okay, we're going to be sending out a welcome email. Exactly. What do we want to say in that welcome email? What Mm -hmm. is the important message we want to get across? Do we need to tell them every single thing about the history of the whole church and all of the different programs? Or do we just want them to point, just point them to one next step? Yeah. And I think that goes back to what the answer is point them to one next step. (laughs) Yes. And and that's what you said earlier. It's like your, your first text is not asking for a ton for your, for your digital card. I think that's brilliant because I think the tendency for churches is that we only have this one opportunity. We better get everything from them. We can, we may never see them again. That's kind of pessimistic, honestly, in my opinion, to think (laughs) we're never going to see them again. We are just so expecting to be such not a fit for you that we'll we'll just get all this now. No, I I think that if we slow things down and treat it more like that conversation relationship um, and not overwhelm them with requests for info, then um, I think that honestly really does um, put them at ease Mm -hmm. and communicates a little bit more care for where they are and what their life is like. Um, I understand like when you got to check in kids, you need information, but right. let the, let them get that at the kid's desk, you know, for the, right. for the general guest experience, like text this and here's what we do for the right. adults. Um, and then later you can get the kids info or connect it from the database or whatever you want to do. But, um, like you said, if you have somebody at the wheel handling that, that's not too much to ask on a typical week to week basis. I mean, most of us are not having like 500 guests every week, unless you're right. a giant, giant ministry. And, and then, then you probably got do a, have a team. And then you got a team. So it's like, hopefully you do. Hopefully you have a team should. But, um, so if you're a your church of 150 to 500, this is very doable to manage all of this. Right. Well, and you were asking, you know, about success rate. And what I can tell you is, what we hear consistently, like I said, this this is a proven strategy that has been used by seventeen thousand plus church leaders, and so we that's what that's why this template is what it is. And so we found that six weeks is about the right time mm-hmm. to follow up because, like we said, people you know you're trying to shift a habit that's different. People aren't used to coming; they have to train themselves. So if you're just sending out a week or two of text, they may be out of town and then somebody's sick the next week or, you know, they've already made plans because, you know, so following up. And then another thing I like about the templates that we have in there is it gives you ideas. Like you're not saying every single week, we hope to see you on Sunday. Yeah, We hope to see you again on Sunday. It's, it's different ways of saying that. Like, you know, we're having, you know, come get coffee and donuts or, you know, join us for this, or it's different ways to connect. And of course you can adjust the timeline if you want. Like I said, the schedules is customizable, just like the templates, the actual messages themselves. But typically what happens in the course of six weeks is someone has already started to connect with you. So if you have noticed you know, the Muse family and they have come and they've texted and they're part of that first time guest workflow, Mm -hmm. but then you've connected with them. They're interested in joining a family group and you put them in a family group. You just go take them out of the first time guest group. They don't have to keep getting those messages if they've already connected with another, if they're, if they're already in another follow uh, place of connection with people, because the, Mm -hmm. the point of the guest follow-up system is to get them connected with people at your church. When they do that, then that's a whole, that's a whole other system of connecting and building relationships. But that's the goal is to build relationships. And so just, you know, go remove them. 
um, <laughs> out yeah. of the group if they don't need to be there. Um, but typically p- if people are in that group, if they haven't unsubscribed themselves or opted out, then they want those messages. They are appreciative of those messages. As a matter of fact, this is great. I just, um, uh, read this from one of our members. He posted in our text and church, uh, community Facebook group, which whether you're a member or not, you can come join and hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it over there. Uh, <laughs> somebody posted in there the other day that he actually screenshotted a text that he got back from a first time guest follow-up text that went out. So a text went out and it was like, thanks for coming today. You know, let us know how you, you know, about your experience. And the person replied back. So a guest replied back. It was great. We don't really have anything, you know, to add except for, we love these texts. Thanks. They're, Oh, that's cool. You know, uh, you know, on point or awesome or something. I can't remember what he said, but it was like the person appreciated. There was a text. They were epic. They were epic. You don't want to miss them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, that we just thought that was really great to actually hear because we hear feedback from pastors all the time. Like, Oh, my, my services went from, 60 people to a hundred, um, each week, or, you know, we receive 12 plan of visit requests from our plan of visit feature on our website every week. You know, we, we hear a lot of that from pastors, but to hear from an actual guest, that's like, uh, yeah, I felt like they connected with me and I know it's a text, but still like, it's cool. Like that was really exciting for us on the team. We were all like, woohoo. That's great. That's great. It's great to hear. And you do, you did mention something we haven't really even discussed yet is that you can respond and communicate back and forth in the text and church platform with people as they respond. Yeah. You can do it inside the platform, but you don't have to walk around with your, uh, with your laptop. We have apps as well. So oh, for cool. Android or, um, I, uh, iOS devices, you can. Awesome. And that makes that so much easier. You can do that yeah. on the fly wherever you are. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. um, we're going to do something uh, as we wrap up here. I have an affiliate link I'm going to drop in the show notes that gets, uh, if you want to sign up for Text and Church, it'll get you 500 free messages right off the bat. So I'll drop that in there for everybody. But I want to hear about something new that you guys are doing in June that you're launching. It's a book, like a real paper book. Yes. Like it's a with, real book. With real books, real book stuff in it. Okay, yeah, cool. Like uh, words. <laughs> real words that's and That's what sentences. those are called. Oh man, so that the sounds stuff cool. inside books. It's called Boomerang, The Power of Effective Guest Follow-Up. Tell us about this book. So this book is co-written by Text and Church co-founder Tyler Smith and our content manager, Allie Hoffmeyer. And the book is born out of the work that we've done or they've done, especially I'm a newbie on the team, but they've done with churches over the past six years. It's really the culmination of everything uh, we've learned from working with over 17,000 church leaders. It's full of practical, proven and strategic steps that churches can take and start implementing right away. And it's going to come with resources and just, like I said, step-by-step guide going to be super entertaining. It's got, I love it. Shout out to another member of our team. It's really a team effort here. Um, another member of our team did the artwork. Uh, so Rachel O'Brien, who is our member education manager. I forget her name. I forget her title all of a sudden. She's in charge (laughs) of director of member education. That's it. Rachel education czar. Yeah, she really is. Um, (laughs) But she did the illustrations and they're just awesome. I'm really hoping for a coloring book to come out. Actually, it's my vote. That's what I voted for on the team is that we also need a coloring book um, to go along with it because it's really great. But anyway, so Boomerang uh, 
the power of effective guest follow-up is going to be out in June. And we'll be talking more about that in our, on our, on our social media profiles, but you can also join the text and church community group for the latest update. Cool. And, uh, if it's available as soon as it is, we'll put a link to pre-order that book in the show notes as well. For yes. This. Yes. There will be some of that. <coughs> so when, when Seth just said, you guys, I'm just going to hop in here cause he's coughing. So I'm just going to take over. <laughs> Tickle in my throat. It's just, I got coronavirus. We're going to try something new. I had this like didn't when you first started your, didn't you do like a speed round of like five random things? Yeah, I That's did. what I thought you were about to do. I, so I made a face. No, I, I used to do that, <laughs> but I, I realized that my humor doesn't translate to everyone. And, uh, that the funny questions that I would ask sometimes would put people in awkward positions and they did not know how to answer that. And they really, I learned that guests don't really like to feel uncomfortable when they come on the show. So I don't want to do that with the, the, a lot of podcasts do that, like the speed round or whatever. What I have found is it's never fast. No, it's always the slowest moving part. I was listening to someone the other day. It's like, what's your favorite dessert? And someone was like, um, I don't know, maybe this. And I'm like, it doesn't actually have to be your favorite. Just name a dessert. It can be random. Yeah. And honestly, who cares? Chocolate covered hair. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Who cares? I like pizza. Great. You and a lot of other people. New York style though. It's gotta be New York. Yeah, I always do try to come up with something interesting. Like, what's your favorite food? I'm going to say something like alfalfa sprouts. Alfalfa sprouts. That's a real thing? Is that a vegetable? Yes, and I actually do love them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. You just you just shot a hole in your own in your own gag. Oh, that's funny. Okay, well, as we wrap up here, go get the book uh, for uh, from – it's called Boomerang, Power of Effective Guest Follow-Up. I'll put a uh, link to that. Check out Texan Church. If you don't, come up with a follow-up plan that is extensive like that and try to use some kind of follow-up. Um, it, is, it is really important that we connect with our guests and keep them in, in – engaged in uh creating like you said creating a new habit of coming to church uh, that is difficult as it is already so how are we going to make that easy on them and remind them and connect them to stuff that we know is going to be really beneficial for them in their life their spiritual walk etc and uh, we want to make sure that we're doing the best we can with that that's a huge part of our ministry to, to our communities is being able to connect them and their families so Jeanette thank you so much for being on the show um we'll we'll put links to your Twitter and uh yes and, and instagram's the, a good place too and instagram in the show yeah. notes yeah i'm big on instagram these days um yeah. so I, that's and, what i heard i heard i heard tale of that yeah I, it's, it's it's kind of my thing um anyway i I'm, I'm super thankful to uh have you come on the show thanks so much for sharing all this with us thank you <laughs> all right you guys go get the show notes at sethmuse.com and i will see you guys next time on the seminary of hard knocks see you